right, everybody. Welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right. And we're here with the... Um, we were, we've done Fantastic Four before. Uh, Bef- go- Fantastic Four before. That's right. <laughs> uh, and we did... Uh, the last time we did this book and this uh, team, uh, we had read the first arc in the Jonathan Hickman uh, Fantastic Four run, and then we watched the original, original Fantastic Four movie, the, the really 90s, old, yeah. low-budget one. Yeah. <laughs> So that we did that a few months ago um, and got that run started. So what we're going to do this week is we had an off week. We had a week where we were kind of waiting for Shang-Chi to come out, so we don't really have anything to do. So we figured we can come back to this. There is a nice little one-off Fantastic Four movie that came out recently, uh, not yep. relatively recently, Fan yeah. Four Stick. Uh, so that's our plan for today. We're going to continue reading uh, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four, where we left off, um, which is basically the start of, like, this is a good starting, as good of a starting point as any for Jonathan Hickman's run, but you might as well go back and read those other four issues as well. Yeah, it um, does It does a good job of introducing the kids. Yeah, and it's a good story, despite being a, an event tie-in, so it's really yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. Good Harry um, Osborn. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what we get this week is we're going to do Fantastic Four, uh, again by Jonathan Hickman. This is technically issues 570, uh, 575 is what we're going to be, uh, discuss- or 574 is what we're going to be discussing today. Um, that is going to be the, uh, basically the start of the Jonathan Hickman Fantastic Four, like, proper run. Like, it goes on with this for a little while. Okay. Um, the, the Jonathan Hickman run starts out with Fantastic Four. Well, technically it starts out with Secret Warriors, but that's separate. Okay. Um, it starts out with Fantastic Four and it sets up a lot of stuff that's going to be like the Jonathan Hickman run, like moving forward for like years. There's like a whole Jonathan Hickman Marvel like saga, basically. Yeah, which is yeah, because New Avengers and stuff came after this, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you would, if you wanted to read the whole Marvel like uh, saga, which I would uh, highly, highly, highly recommend to anyone who likes Marvel even a little bit. Yeah. It's like if I had to recommend one thing at Marvel, like one deep dive, this would probably be it because it just reads so well, like. In, an, in a direct order, too, and it's just, like, two of the best runs, like, in, at Marvel that I can remember. And is is that more his, like, Avengers Fantastic Four, or does that include, like, X-Men stuff later uh, on? X-Men, I, you could argue that that ties in as well. That does feel more separate. There's at least little, some little, character-wise It's things. definitely a new saga, and then yeah. Jonathan Hickman seems like he was doing that more to just set up a setting and a status quo. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that was the intention from the beginning, but that's what it kind of ended up being, because he's now left X-Men. Because, like, loosely, like, the bigger ones, it was, like, Fantastic Four, Avengers, New Avengers, and then Secret Wars? Secret Wars was the event that closed out his, like, I would say his okay. big Marvel run. Gotcha. So if you wanted to read it in order, what you would do is you you would start out reading all of this Fantastic Four, which also uh, intertwines with a book called FF, which is like uh, the Fantastic Four Evolved. It's just like okay. where this book goes next, basically. Gotcha. It's when uh, Spider-Man joins the team. Ah. Um, so you read Fantastic Four and FF together. That will lead into Avengers slash New Avengers, which we know needs to be read together as well. Um, and then that that run goes on for a while, separate from Fantastic Four, but obviously incorporating a lot of the same elements. Reed Richards is in New Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you would read that, and that leads into Secret War, which is the, uh, I believe it was 10-issue event, um, which is Jonathan Hickman like closing out all these threads he's pitching. There's things they talk about in this arc that we're going to talk about today that are legitimate Secret Wars threads. Oh, really? Like the All Hope Lies in Doom at the end. Yeah, that's a blatant and obvious. Like after rereading it, like that's Secret Wars that okay. we're talking about right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is you. a long, long game he's playing right here. Secret Wars came out in fucking uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but a while after this. Okay. So it, it was uh, it was setting up a really big saga, which was pretty cool. 
Um, but that is our plan for today is to get into the next arc. This arc is pretty much all about like Reed Richards and the Council of Reeds, which he'll discover. <laughs> and then like a little side adventure with Johnny and the thing. Yeah. So that is our plan for today. And then we're going to watch that awful movie. Um, fan four stick, which was worse than I even expected. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was quite a surprise. Yes. Um, but I wanted to talk about two at the beginning here. I do think we actually have a rough uh, blueprint of what the rest of our uh, year is going to be scheduling wise. I think I think looking at it, I think we've got it all kind of ironed out aside from a couple things. Because uh, our next episode, the two episodes for September are going to be Shang Chi, and then we'll talk about uh, what if finally at the end. Oh, uh, so we are doing that. Yeah, at that point, we'll have like eight episodes. So, yeah. And that, that comic, I think, will be fun to read because it's from a different bunch of different writers. Um, are so we just going to pick like whatever some ones of the, we feel the, like. the better episodes, too? Huh? Are we going to pick be- just the better episodes? Oh, uh, yeah. Show? We don't have to talk about them all because some of them, obviously. Like, I I've mean, heard the, some of them are kind of The one boring. I just watched last week where the Avengers all die was like the most boring one yet. So <laughs> uh, the, I don't have anything to say about that other than, yeah, yeah they rehashed some movies. Yep, okay. That happened. Gotcha. Uh, the Black Panther one so far has been awesome, but that's so far they're one for three for me. But gotcha. that's why we're going to wait a little bit because by then there will be like eight episodes. I think maybe all of them out by then. Okay. So we'll be able to talk about it more as a whole. But then we'll pick like one or two or maybe three what if single issues to read as well. Gotcha. And see where those go. All right. Um, and then for uh, Shang-Chi, uh, there is a, uh, a recent run by Jean uh, Lu and Yang, which I think we're going to read. Uh, I don't know if it's good or not, but he's a writer who I have a lot of faith in. So okay. if nothing else, I'm willing <laughs> yeah. to give that one a dive. That could work. Yep. So that is a. Um, we can either do the start of his run, uh, Shang-Chi run, or he's doing a book that's coming out right now on Marvel Unlimited called Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe. Gotcha. Which is kind of like a, a trend they've been doing, like Dead. Deadpool versus the Marvel Universe, yeah, Punisher for versus, coming yeah, out, yeah, yeah, there's a, bun- a bunch of stuff like that. So we'll figure out wh- where we want to start and what we want to do for that when we get there. Okay. Um, October obviously is our horror themed month. Um, mm-hmm. That one's going to be easy. One of them is going to be really easy because Lock and Key comes back in October. Oh, that's right. That's, yep. That starts up this month or uh, next oct- month. It comes back in October, early Damn. October. Yep. Hell yeah. So that that's one episode right there, locked and loaded. Um, so but then we have one more we can pick. That can be whatever we want. Anything horror themed. Hmm. Um. But yeah, there's got to be some. There, oh, I mean, absolutely. There is some good ones. So that'll be uh, that'll be our option there. Um, as well, in October, keep an eye out for our uh, two-year anniversary episode where we can go through and oh, rank yeah. some of our favorite uh, writers and artists and books we've read this year. Um, and then that'll take us to November, which I think I'm going to run this by you. I think we should do, because there's going to be four episodes, two in November, two in December. Des- at the end of December is Spider-Man, uh, the, the new movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I forget the name now. Home something. Uh, <laughs> no way home. home three hard way home Home alone three homeward bound yes that's what it was <laughs> uh but so what we could do is we could do the raimi trilogy and then for the fourth week do the new spider-man movie oh yeah i'd be down with that because that i think would tie in pretty well because he's bringing they're bringing back all the raimi yeah because i've been wanting to uh go back to the raimi movies eventually anyway so right. i've definitely obviously since that trailer came out i've been wanting to even more i, so. I feel like i need a refresher on like the alfred molina doc ock and like the oh Defoe, green goblin i need to get them back uh in the zeitgeist yeah because back in the day i watched those movies a good amount of times but it's probably been a solid 10 12 years since i've actually sat down and watched any of those movies yeah. like like start to finish and we're and we're both giant sam raimi fans hey, oh yeah maybe we can even find something like that to do for the horror week too you never there's evil dead comics oh totally yeah yeah and who knows maybe that uh doc because he is doing that doctor strange movie yep. right yeah god i really hope he 
doesn't have too many constraints for that because that really could be awesome. Yeah, well, uh, I, I hope so. I mean, it always worries me a little bit when a director leaves for creative reasons and yeah. then they bring in someone else because I'm worried he's just going to be like a puppet. But yeah. Sam Raimi is a very good director, I mean, so I imagine he'll sneak a little bit of his own style in there. My most optimistic take on that is that like they changed the they're, like the entire MCU changed the idea of what they were wanting to do with Doctor Strange and the whole multiverse thing. Yeah, because that dude he wanted to do like a horror kind of movie, right? That's what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably like, no, this needs to operate more of like a mechanical thing. But then for, you like, bring the in an, another horror director. It's, that's what's weird to me. That is, uh, yeah, that is a good point. Who knows? So, we'll know. see. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I, I mean, I Sam Raimi's more than a horror director, but I would say oh, that's yeah, totally. his number one thing. Yeah, it's his one of his niches. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll have to find out when we get there. I think that'll be early 2022. Um, but that uh, that I think we have a solid uh, lineup there. Yeah, uh, of stuff we can do. So that is the plan. Uh, without further ado, uh, actually, before we get started, I just want to call out if you want to follow us over on Twitter, we are on Twitter over at Agents of Podcast. Uh, the whole name didn't fit in the handle, so it's Agents of Podcast. <laughs> uh, and you can find uh, you know anything we're reading ahead of time on there, uh, just thoughts on comics and whatnot. And if you want to request anything, that would be the place to do it. Uh, other than that, though, we can get started. Uh, like I said, we're going to be reading Fantastic Four issues 570 uh, through 574. Uh, this run is, as mentioned before, written by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, the art is by Dale uh, Engelsham, colors by Paul Mounts, and letters by VCs Russ Wooten. Um, covers also done by Engelsham and Mounts. This comic, uh, at least this first arc, is very read-heavy. Um, I guess you could argue that a lot of Hickman's Fantastic Four is read-heavy because he loves writing super evil super geniuses. I was going to say, like, um, it, he obviously excels doing it. That's like, you can, you can tell. clearly he, his favorite thing. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, in Fantastic Four, it's all about Reed Richards. In Avengers, it's all about the Illuminati. And yeah. then in X-Men, it's all about Xavier. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, and in, like, New Avengers, Reed's probably one of the most also prominent figures in, like, the yeah, Illuminati. Exactly. So it fits. But it starts out with uh, a story where um, it's uh, this is the wizard, uh, Bentley. He's like a classic um, Fantastic Four villain using tech to kind of appear like a magic wizard. Gotcha. Um, they, they beat him in this first uh, like couple pages, and they find he has like all these little clones that he's using in these like robot armies. And they're even able to rescue one of them, 32, like Bentley 32. Uh, who ends up being like one of the future foundation kids? Like the the Fantastic Four have all these kids who they like raise oh. and like tutor who they discover on their adventures who have nowhere else to go. Oh, okay. Um, so he gets added to that crew. That's where like where all the alien kids are and whatnot. Gotcha. Uh, at the birthday party later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of just. Uh brush past that because i was like oh these are obviously characters that are in something i have not read <laughs> it, it, it's it's uh they introduce them more as the run goes on like you don't have to know who they are yeah, yeah. kids at the yeah it yeah. wasn't a huge deal um one thing i i, I want to call out about the art is everyone is fucking jacked oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like everyone like even reads he's like kaboom yeah it's ridiculous like years of war bodies like it's not bad it's just a no, little no. ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's not like that old captain america one. Oh no it's nothing yeah we won't put that rob liefeld on, on anyone no <laughs> no not, one's that bad yeah they're not michelin men <laughs> um but the, to keep uh some setup rolling from the book we talked about last week it actually does set this up very well because the the book that or not last week the last time we talked about Fantastic Four yeah um that that arc was pretty much about Reed building a machine that where he could see into different multiverses to get an idea of like how to solve everything as he says like in quotes solve yeah, everything that's the fix equation. every problem yeah um so he's looking through the different multiverses to see like the truth and so he's had this obsession since then like there's some kind of giant massive problem coming soon it might be called Secret Wars <laughs> uh, and I need to figure out a way to stop it. And so he's just obsessing over this constantly. 
And that's what that whole machine about. And that's what he, this, he has like this think room, which is just like equations all over the wall that he just locks himself in. Yeah, it's kind of it's like a magic whiteboard kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and you can tell that Reed Richards lied about destroying that multiverse machine because it's here. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's in perfect condition. Yep. And uh, this is actually how that run ended with Reed uh, making that connection with three shadowy figures. Yeah. Um, so now we see who those are. And when it zooms in, Reed Richards is contacted by a bunch of other Reeds. Um, one of them ha- it has like the invisible powers of Sue. One of them is like the Human Torch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Reeds explain like, "Oh, we chose these forms because they seem normal to you. Like you would make you comfortable." But there's all sorts of like crazy different variations of Reed Richards. Yeah, and we're all working together as kind of this multiverse uh, repair crew, essentially, like multiverse guardians who can like never be discovered. Yep. So it's it's kind of like the Illuminati. It's a lot like the Illuminati. I was gonna say <laughs> it's a very egotistical idea, right? Because <laughs> it's literally like this grand palace with like insignia a bunch of yous (laughs) like they're obviously stroking each other off like a little bit oh completely yeah i mean the intentions are there but or the good but that's the flaw of reed richards exactly yeah exactly and that's why i think hickman does so well with him like he toes that line pretty well yeah between like self-awareness and just like uh hedonism well and it gives you a good arc to base this around because you see like all these other reed richards and that's like the on paper Reed Richards, like solve everything, yeah. math above family, like all of this stuff. But that gives you an arc to roll with with this character yep. where it's like, no, I need to learn from this and be better. That's what this whole arc is about. Mm-hmm. Um, because he'll learn from these different reads in this universe that if you dedicate yourself to something this big, this vast, this like uh, upset, you'd have to be obsessive about yeah. it. There's no room for anything else. Yeah. One of them even tells him, like, sure, like you can try to balance family for a while, but Sue's eventually gonna, you know, get impatient and leave you. Yeah. Johnny and and Ben will get angry and hate you, and they'll leave too. Your kids will resent you. Yeah. And then you'll have nothing left but this. But this is life's work. This is what you have. <laughs> yeah. Of course, his first thought is, no, I'll be the first one to do it. Yeah. Sure, you will, <laughs> bud. Out of ten thousand Reed Richards, I don't think so. Yeah. Good luck. Um, some of these are pretty cool, though. Um, they have, like, the a Quasar Reed Richards. One of them is, like, um, there's a bunch of different ones with different powers. One of them looks like they have the power of a Super Scroll. Um, a couple of, three of them have Infinity Gauntlets from their own universes. Yeah, there's a great page at the end where they're, like, standing in front of this huge window with Galactus in the background holding three Infinity Gauntlets. And one of them's, like, bald with a huge wizard beard. Yeah. <laughs> no explanation needed. That's probably the coolest looking one. He's a master wizard. Oh, yeah. He's got a sword, too. Let's not uh, <laughs> let that go unnoticed. Oh, definitely not. Because, I mean, you got an Infinity Gauntlet. You actually have to have a sword as well. It's It has to be a rule. <laughs> you got to complete the set. But, yeah, the the Infinity Gauntlets don't work outside of their own universes, but they do have clever ways that they use them, which we'll see later. Yep. Um, but I love the the first page of this uh, second issue because it's like, this morning I helped kill a Galactus yeah. <laughs> of, of Earth, uh, tw- Earth 2012. That was just before lunch. <laughs> yeah, and there's that page of like them just all going after Galactus. It's oh, it's beautiful. great. Yeah. Uh, Engelshim's really good at like this cosmic, especially drawing Galactus, which comes up a lot in this run. Oh yeah, so in, in that page, is that a Silver Surfer read? Or it is sure that just, is. Like yep. a Silver Surfer with Galactus. Oh, that's a good question. Is that no? It looks like the Silver Surfer is fighting them. Yeah. So I think that he looks I, like he's just heralding. I, I, when I first flipped through this, I did for a second think that that was Reed Richards as a herald. Yeah. But then that makes sense that it's that he's fighting with Galactus. Yeah, because yeah. you can see his trailer. He's coming from behind. And, and there's others uh, heralds with him too. You can ah, see, a different, see a yellow one and an orange one, a blue one, one too. Yeah. Um, but you do see this divide that they're talking about. Like, Reed is like, you know, he's not not thinking about anything that's going on. Like, you know, uh, Johnny and uh, Ben are, like, thinking about a trip. And, like, Sue is trying to talk to him, but he's just, like, in his cereal. Yep. And she's like, you're not even listening to me. Like, what's going on? Like, where is your head at? And he's like, I got to go to work. 
like they show them all these magnificent things that like they're building. They have like all these like what they call farm worlds, yeah, which are like hundreds of worlds that are literally just purely used for farming. Mm-hmm. They just grow food constantly, constantly to like help feed like hungry planets. Um, but they take him next to this, uh, like they're battling Doctor Doom. Like the Reed, the Re- Council of Reeds are like taking it to Doctor Doom, and they, <laughs> yeah, and they this beat is him. where it gets dark. Yeah, and they beat him, and then initially, like they grab this collar, and Doom's like, "No, you can't do this to me!" And they attach uh, a collar to his neck, which pretty much just like shuts his brain down. Yeah, it kind of like electrically lobotomizes him. It's pretty much what it is, because now all he can say is just Doom, yep. Doom, Doom on repeat. And Reed's like, what are you doing? Like, you're not just going to leave him here. And he's like, oh, we, we can and we have. Yeah. Oh, with, there's there's plenty more. With thousands of them. You see, like, this <laughs> vault of just, like, lobotomized dooms just standing there, like, yeah, doom, doom, it's doom. It's like the Westworld cold storage, just, like, them standing in, like, perfectly yeah. straight lines. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Reed's like, you, like this is this is evil. Like, how could you do this? And they're like, of course it's evil, but it's necessary. We haven't found a better way. Yep. And, like, there's, like, a cool scene, too, where he's, like, literally, like, performing surgery on, on the multiverse by, like, picking <laughs> yeah. it out. Universal like, surgery. Yeah, and it's a crazy line because they're just doing this what looks like mundane work, and one of the reads is, like, congratulations, you just saved eight billion lives. Oh. So it's, like, the scale <laughs> of this is, like, hard to fathom. That's why, like, there's that disconnect between, like, how could your family matter in the scale of this? Exactly, yeah. Um, and there's a good line that we have. Uh, I don't know if it's in this issue, but there's a really, really good line. Oh, it is in this issue. Um, where um, it's Reed talking to his dad, and his dad's like, I, I got to go, son. Like, um, But I want you to remember one thing. Like, It's hard for a man to be great and to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, Remember to be a good man, because it's without this pointing to his head, like his brain, like, or without this, without his heart, your brain means nothing. Yeah. So it's like a really good lesson of just like, there's a reason we do these things, and you're forgetting what it is. Yep. Um, and the, he almost dies here as well because one of them like uh, a- accidentally sells out their location to the Celestials, which are basically like the original kind of like guardians of the universe who yeah. like tend to natural order. Yep. Um, yeah, they would not be happy with this. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, and so they literally just like start killing reeds left and right, and it's it's gonna be like a bloodbath. One of them even like uses their infinity gauntlet. Um, one of them seems to have like a portal to other universes in their stomach. Yeah, and he like reaches his infinity gauntlet into there, so that way the gems will work. Yeah, sucks the power out. Yeah, and then fires it at. It's really fucking cool. Yeah, but it, uh, while simultaneously like charring the dude, he's like, oh yeah, he's sucking dead. the universe from. And he's oh like, yeah, well for the greater good. Yeah. Um, and they're they're able to save the day when like the like six one six like canonical Reed Richards goes back and grabs a bunch of weapons from the vault. It's like sorry Sue, I'm busy. Got to bring these back. <laughs> and, Big emergency. Uh, yeah, ends up winning the day. And they're like, you you did it. You saved all of us. Like, do you want to join the council? Yeah, they're like, you're the only one who escaped and came back to help. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us are assholes. Well, you kind of have a little bit of heart left. We need you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this line right here, here it is. He says, I know, uh, his dad says, as I've grown older, I've realized that I do not have the character to be both good and great at the same time. Um, he's, and he says, uh, when, I, when you grow up, I expect more, son. I expect you to be better. I want you to be a better friend than I was. And it shows him like laughing it up with like Ben and Johnny. I want you to be a better husband and I want you to be a better father. And then the issue ends with him finally opening the door and like Sue's out there just waiting for him patiently. Yeah. And it's like, I want you to be a better man. So he declines the the offer to join the Council of Reeds and goes back to his family, which is a really good, just like single Reed Richards story. And like for 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 good, right? Like he doesn't reconsider. He it. never does anything <laughs> or join a new Illuminati team. No, no never no, again. Nothing of the sort. He's learned his lesson for good. <laughs> 
Um, the the next issue is kind of a, a side adventure, which does start to set up some things that will start moving forward in the uh, the Jonathan Hickman run to to like come up after this. Yeah. Uh, Reed and. Uh, and or sorry, uh, Ben and Johnny end up like getting uh, off track on their vacation because Val and Franklin snuck along with them, um, and get kind of dragged into this plot with what ends up being an older Franklin Richards himself. Yeah, it's kind of like a space adventurer, and it, it sets up like I said a bunch of little things that are kind of come up later in the in the story, which we don't need to go too far into, like Banner Junior and New World and yeah. All. What's up with Banner Junior? He, he's a character. I think he uh, is like there's this Hulk character named uh, Maestro. Who is like yeah, this like super old Hulk with like a big gray beard? I think this is the young version of Maestro, if I am not mistaken. I could be wrong though. Gotcha. But I, I believe that because I think later on he becomes the Maestro, if okay. I recall correctly. Okay. Um, and then the final issue is a nice little kind of just like one, like one off side issue as well with uh, uh, Franklin's birthday, which ties into more of the older Franklin story as well that continues on into this yep. one. Um, but it's a cool. It's like a, a, a surprise party they talked about earlier where. Uh, the Human Torch was getting really salty because they yeah. wanted Spider-Man to come to the party, but not him. Yeah, Johnny's just a freaking salty douche. Which the makes sense. Time. You live with the Human Torch. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's boring. Yeah, you get that every day. You can't bring that out at a party and be like, "Look, it's the Human Torch." Everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, duh." Yeah, you live with him. <laughs> he lives in this building. He's literally your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that's not impressive, man. Um, and so, but Johnny's still like being all ego. Is like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Spider Man's yeah, not cool. He literally gives him a book, or because uh, Franklin wants to get gifts for like some of the other people there, and Johnny tells him to give him a book that's like how to like be a ladies' man for nerds or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Johnny Storm Spider Man relationship is one of my favorite in comics. It's just like a great back and forth that comes up a lot in like between Spider Man and Fantastic Four books. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely two personalities that would always clash. Yeah, definitely. Um, but this issue ends with uh, older Franklin Richards, which we'll learn, uh, coming into. Uh, he basically is just coming in to like zap his younger self and give him powers, and then peace out. Yeah, because um, he like puts this force field around him and uh, starts like basically performing what looks like a spell on Franklin mm-hmm. and the Fantastic Four, especially Sue. Sue's ready to fucking kill <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, Sue's like, I'm gonna fu- fucking find you. Yeah, he's like, I'll find you and I'll make you wish you were never born. <laughs> which I think Franklin's like trying to stifle a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's really- Good one. Uh, the day I was born, yeah, I bet. <laughs> and Val's the only one who figures it out that it that it's Franklin. Like after he gives him, uh, he's giving her a warning as yeah. well. Like again, a lot of setup yep. for what this arc will become. Which she mentions like a war between four cities, and you see drawings in the back that imply uh, 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 Namor and like some other cities out there um, that come up as well. And she asks him, like, why should I even believe you? I don't know who you are. And he says, I'm the one, or you're the one who sent me here, which makes it click for her. Mm-mm. And, like, right before he leaves, she's like, happy birthday. And then she, he's like, ha-ha, and dips out. <laughs> um, and then we see, like, the whole twist of it is, yeah, he was giving him his, like, uh, basically awakening his mutant powers. Yeah. Which is, uh, for those who don't know, Franklin Richards is a mutant, despite what Dan Slott, fan- current writer of Fantastic Four and Douchebag says. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's a mutant who has the ability to kind of create universes with his powers, and this is where it awakens here. He creates a little baby universe in his hands, which is very dangerous, but yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. It's a little loose cannon. 
Um, but that's where we're going to end that arc. Like I said, the uh, the rest of this, the Fantastic Four run is not that long. It's pretty easy to get through in just like a, a couple sittings. Okay. Um, and then it leads, like I said, directly into uh, the Secret Wars, Avengers kind of stuff perfectly. Because Doctor Doom will come up again in that Avengers run as well. Yep. Like, this is basically, Doom is acting in the background, but is the ma- the biggest player in like all of these runs combined. Gotcha. So it's a really, really good payoff when you get to the end. Because the Secret Wars is probably like the best Reed Richards and or Doctor Doom story. Hmm. Like that's ever been written, so it's 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 great. I highly recommend going through this entire saga for anyone. Yeah, because where we got to in Avengers, it was like right before like the Doom stuff was about to take off. Yeah, they were just hinting at the Doom had just appeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got to dig back into that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's totally worth reading. Uh, but that's where we will leave off for today. Um, unfortunately, the thing we're going to be doing for, to cap off the end of this podcast was not as well made. Um, <laughs> This was a movie I didn't think I would ever watch, but this podcast has given me reason to go back and watch some of these shitty fucking movies. Yep. Because I don't think anyone at any point had faith in this movie. When it was announced, when it was made, when the trailers came out, (laughs) after it came out. No one asked for it. No one wanted it. No one ever thought it would be good. (laughs) And when you watch it, you're like, yeah, that's about as bad as I expected. Yeah. Except probably a little worse. Yeah, probably. Because, well, I mean, I don't know, because I expected it to be pretty bad. So I think it's right on par. But it's still low as shit. And yeah, speaking of Doom, probably the worst part of this movie is, or the, like, uh, farthest like uh, bad expectation that was exceeded was how bad they fucked up yeah, Doom. Yeah, everyone's done it. No one's gotten it right. But Jesus, this was a new low. No, no one. <laughs> I wouldn't say. I mean, in in the original Fantastic Four movie, like at least he kind of looks correct. Yeah, and he has like uh like evil like tendencies that at least make me laugh. <laughs> yeah, at least it's like kind of fun. You're right. This is like the most like dreadfully just like edgy dark. Uh, just like, oh, I was melted to my armor and left <laughs> yeah. in another universe for 10 years. What? Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, it was only one year. Or whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> um, but but like, no part of that is anything close to what Doctor Doom's origins or motivations or personality are like. Even, yeah. Not even close. Because before that, like, the only kind of character building they give him is that he's just kind of like an emotional gamer. It was like, yeah, it was, yeah it was they like made a him a shut-in. gamer. They yeah. show him like playing like Uncharted 3. I was like, what's happening? Yeah, it's very weird. And the, the, the worst part of this movie probably, at least with him involved, is like, because they're talking about how this, uh, well, this revolves around them being able to uh, teleport into another dimension where there's yeah. this planet, and that gives them the power somehow. But yeah, the, one of the main hooks is like, oh, we can use this to get resources to save our planet. And uh, and Doom just goes like, uh, before all the changes and everything, while they're still making it, he's like, oh, well, should it doesn't even deserve to be safe. Like, the ones ruling it are the ones destroying it. And Sue literally goes, oh, we got a regular Dr. Doom over here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, they do that all the worst offense was at the very uh, end. Oh that too, yeah. At the very end they're all like literally standing there trying to think of a team name. And <laughs> Ben like sarcastically he's like, That's fantastic. <laughs> and literally Reed looks over at him with wide fucking eyes, like, say that again. <laughs> That's fantastic. I got it. I got it. Cut to credits. I'm like, you earned it. No part of that. No, no. That was the most cringy thing I've seen. Yeah, and Miles Teller is Reed. I don't know if he just phoned it in. Or, oh, I, I mean, know he did. I haven't really seen him. I mean, I guess he was decent in Whiplash. That's really the only good movie I could think that he's been in. I feel like a lot of these actors probably knew what they were oh, doing. Yeah, like definitely. they read the script and they were like, "Nope, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is going to be horrible. This is a fat paycheck, and that's it." <laughs> uh, yeah, because he's very bad in this movie. I mean, Kate Mara. I'm smarter tried. than you. <laughs> 
Like Kate Mara's fine. A lot of them are just fine. Like they're just like reading lines that clearly none of them had any kind of oh, no. excitement over. Definitely not. Because that's the biggest sin about this movie is that it's just no fun. Yeah, it's, like, it's just so bland and boring. The first fifteen minutes is just a uh, flashback childhood memory of Reed and Ben. Yeah, where we get a great scene of Chet Hanks. Oh as, my God, as Ben Grimm's older brother. <laughs> and oh yeah, the ho- one of the hooks for Ben is that his uh, it's clobber in time slogan he got from his older brother beating the shit out of him as a kid. That's not a good origin <laughs> for your hero's fun catchphrase, right? That's supposed to be a fun catchphrase. That takes all the fun out of it oh, instantly. Yeah. That takes every drop of it. <laughs> oh my God, what a travesty. Chet Hanks. <laughs> yeah, I could. Well, we were watching that. I'm like, wait, that is not Chet Hanks. And then I looked at IMDb immediately. I was like, yep, there he is. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. Because I was worried at first. I was like, wait, is Chet Hanks gonna be Ben Grimm? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but no, it wasn't. Oh, oh man. God. And the worst crime I think about this movie, despite everything else, is the pacing. Is like they forgot that they only had two hours to tell a story. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, the movie literally ends, and, like, it feels like they were uh, first draft of the script. Like, oh, what a cool final fight. Like, close it out. Time for act two. Oh, wait, that's two hours. <laughs> uh, we'll just have it be a movie that's entirely one act. Yeah. It's a one act movie. It is. That's the biggest. Like, you could look at this from the eyes of, like, a middle school, like, English professor and just be like, that's not a story. No. <laughs> and not only that, but it's a one act movie that has a one year time leap in the middle. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Like, it makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah, because the pacing of this movie is, like, literally they spend the first 45 to 50 minutes just building a big machine. Oh, yeah. That's, that's it. The whole plot of the whole beginning of the movie is let's build a big machine. Yep. And kind of get some character stuff about <laughs> us out. Not yeah. really. Yeah. I'm. No one's buying any relationship in this movie. There's ben, zero chemistry, uh, chemistry between any of the characters. Ben Grimm is the only one given some kind of, like, little bit of backstory where it's like, here's where his family is. He, he like... That we at least get some kind of personal yeah. conflict there. And he's the only one not constantly fucking up or doing something like like right. not logical. And like he's basically the only person you can kind of empathize with. Yeah, because because you show they show you part of what makes him a person. Yeah. All the rest of the three, we get nothing. Nothing. Reed Richards <laughs> is like he's a smart kid. That's yeah. that's it. Yep. We see nothing about his life. Yep. Uh Sue and Johnny, we get like the smallest bits from jo- Sue, we get nothing. nothing. Johnny, he, he likes to race cars. Yeah, and his dad's he's, mad he's at cool (laughs) (laughs) and he's reckless and then he he willingly and like wholeheartedly is cool with becoming like a tool of the government to rebel against his dad (laughs) it makes zero sense but yeah and then dr doom we're told nothing about no you literally know nothing about this character you get one scene of him of uh like uh the of johnny and sue's dad like going to him to be like you need to come back to work and it's just like him he's playing behind like a three monitor system (laughs) with like garbage and soda cans everywhere and it's like what is this like some rice like what the fuck is yeah and literally his only interactions mostly are just him being like jealous that like sue and him are and sue and reed are talking and that like reed might be smarter than him like it's just ludicrous I'm glad they didn't go for some kind of Reed Richards, Sue kiss at the end, because no part of that would have been earned. None of it would have been earned. (laughs) They kind of tried to do like a relationship there, but it was like one or two just kind of, ha ha. Yeah. And there's like a couple shots where there's like a building, the big, the big machine montage where they like catch glimpses of each other. Like one stares at each other across the room. It's like, oh, there's a connection. I don't (laughs) think there is. It's so cringy. (laughs) But yeah, this is the, the biggest crime is the pacing, because 45 to 50 yeah. minutes in, they're still building the machine. Yep. When they finally go into the machine to, to actually get their powers, let's fucking go. Yep. That's it, like, an hour and a half. No, and not to mention, that's preceded by them 
getting pissed at, uh, like, the big government dudes, like, no, we have to get NASA guys to go to the other planet. Yeah. They're like, nah, fuck that. We're going to get drunk and do it ourselves. Get drunk <laughs> off, like, the smallest canteen yeah. shared between four people. Sure. And then Reed invites Ben to come with for some reason. And then they go, and then Sue gets that her powers. That was the biggest fuck up. Yeah, Sue doesn't even go on the trip, but somehow gets, like, a seismic blast through, through the computer. Through the computer and I don't gets know. her powers. It's... The whole thing she is She, like, downloaded just, her powers. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't download your superpowers. Uh, oh, no. We had, the, we had to talk about the greatest part. Oh, the how they get the how powers? How they get it. Yeah. Okay. So you think maybe they go there, and then they come back, and they're like, we're normal, and then they start to mutate, because yep. they got cosmic rays. Like, yeah. That's kind of what it is in the comics. Yep. But in this, no, they're on the planet, and they're just kind of walking around like they're on Mars, just kind of investigating. Dr. Doom gets stuck in, like, a lava, green lava pit, and is yeah, killed, Yeah, there's, presumably. like, lava goo that yeah. lands on them. And then, so they're running back to their shuttle and they get in the shuttle and then the whole world is like crumbling around them yeah and johnny like his his cell gets like lit on fire and his his whole body's on fire and he's yeah. screaming i'm like okay i guess right. i kind of get it. it turns into human torch but then then we show that's how everyone's gonna get their powers <laughs> so like for johnny it kind of makes sense chemicals fire yeah i'll, go I'll with roll it. with that yeah but then Ben's is the worst. <laughs> ben is sitting in his tube like as the door won't close as rocks start to pellet him <laughs> and just like cover his body. He's like, I'm being hit by rocks. <laughs> what? And then, yeah, we're supposed to believe that the door closes uh, like the rocks in with him and then those fuse. So, yeah, that's that. Okay. They never get to the Reed thing. He's just stretchy. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, is Reed going to stretch out? No, he's just stretchy. <laughs> yeah. He just gets it afterward. <laughs> and then Sue becomes invisible because she got hit through the computer. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, Doom Why fall- did they just have Sue go with them? I don't get it. Because <laughs> she had to man the computer to bring him back, I guess. Who, oh, anyone could have done that. Anyone. You could have had some intern do it, and I would have been like, fine. And then, yeah, Doom gets the green goo melt- melted on him and yeah. becomes uh, fused, like a, basically a metal mummy with like green goo powers. <laughs> right. So oh, they- yeah, and he basically just becomes Akira, where like he can just like think and people blow up. Yeah. Which, that makes no sense for the fight that comes on very, He doesn't like, use those powers well at all. Oh, not at all, because it basically ends up being As soon as Reed. it's his turn to lose, he's like, what do I do? Yeah, he, like, bodies Sue, Johnny, and Ben, and then Reed somehow just, like, stretch punches him, and yeah. then, like, he falls, and then they throw him through the portal, and he, like, melts. They gave Reed Richards way too much <laughs> combat prowess oh, in this yeah. movie. It's pretty ridiculous. Like, why, when Sue obviously has the coolest powers, Johnny, yep. his powers are obvious, and the thing is big punchy. Yeah, and he gets beaten by getting covered in rocks. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Not again! No, I've been foiled! <laughs> God, it, it, the whole thing's just a mess. And then, yeah, so we uh, they get their powers, and then it's the one-year jump. I'm like, what? Okay, yeah. at, at that point, I was actually kind of relieved. Uh, yeah, I was like, at least they're moving it along. I wish this would have come sooner, but here we are. Because <laughs> then they all have their powers. We see like a montage of like Ben Grimm like destroying tanks or whatever. Yeah, Ben's just like a government asset to like fight wars, I guess. I, weird. Something. It's like, and like they have they show him on screen confirmed kills fifty two. <laughs> yeah. Why does he want to keep track? Yeah, he's like ripping like the heads off of tanks and like uh, throwing trucks. It's like, are we really showing all this footage? He's mutilating people. And like all of this happens individually. <laughs> we never see them as a team working together. Oh no, Reed left. Reed. Yeah. Away. Yeah, Reed dips after yeah. everything happens. Um, and then we see Sue just like practicing floating, uh, and then like yeah. Johnny flying around shooting drones. Like yeah. they're all working for the military. Strangely, after a year, yeah, it's weird. Um, and then yeah, and then like so they're not together as a team, and we're almost at the end of the movie. And then that's when they finally all have to come together because they they end up making another expedition out. A team yep. goes out, gets killed by Doctor Doom. Yeah, uh, if we can even call him that, let, let, let's Doom. The, yeah, the robot man. <laughs> um. 
come, I'm not going to do that to Robot Man. I, I apologize. True, yeah. <laughs> Robot Man is also a better character. <laughs> mummy Man. Mummy Man. There we green go. Because he looks like a metal mummy. Is what he looks <laughs> metal like. Metal green mummy. Uh, and he uh, he kills them and then teleports back and then they start like experimenting on him or trying to. Yeah. And then that's when he starts like telekinesis he his way out of the facility. Yep. Um. And and so again, still not a team. No. Um. The only time they ever act as a team is literally the final part of the movie where they're all like, "I guess let's go back into uh, alternate world and fight Doctor Doom." Yeah, because he ends up like teleporting back to uh, that planet and creating like a black warp hole, like to start like, like to suck Earth up. back into that planet. Sure. They're like, "Well, let's jump in and beat him." Yeah, and they do. And I'm then like, it's... "Oh, great! We have to have the final fight on CGI green screen world." I'm <laughs> yeah. so excited. Yeah, it's rough. And so, yeah, then we have uh, the most, it, it, I can't stress enough how unexciting this final battle is. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's literally, I'll, I'll describe it almost beat for beat here. It starts out with them all attacking him individually. Yep. Uh, uh, the thing gets bodied, uh, Human Torch goes in and loses, he yep. just gets covered in sand. Yeah. Uh, and then Sue, like, has kind of a clever plan, she's floating above stopping the black hole with her powers, but then... Doom like covers her bubble in sand so he can find it and then destroys it. Yeah, I'm like, hey, that was kind of clever. It's over too soon. Yep. Um, and then Reed, like I said, they gave they made him like the hero. I don't know why. I don't the know combat why. hero too. Not like that. <laughs> I figured out the problem hero. Right. Like he's literally like doing these expert stretchy dodges. Yep. And then is punching Doctor Doom with his stretchy hands. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why? Like, the first time we see Dr. Uh, Doom lose in this combat is when Reed jumps onto his floating rock and knocks him off. And yep. Doom's like, no, and falls into a big hole. Yep. Basically, for D&D terms, dropping concentration on all of the, <laughs> the stuff he had. And the Fantastic Four is back. Literally. Yeah. And oh, so man. Reed Richards is the only one who got a hit in by doing jumpy little frog stretch jumps. Yeah. I'm like, ew. And then while, yeah, after the big bumble fall, then, yeah, Sue makes the thing invisible. And then he comes up and says it's clobber in time for the first time and only time. Yeah. And, and then punches him, like, into the portal and he, like, melts. Yeah. They, like, cover him in fire and then Sue, like, bubbles him and then, like... He's beaten, like, so quickly. Oh, yeah. And then Reed just gives him a couple one, two haymakers. It's, like, it's within, like, five seconds this is happening. It's so brief. And, like, (laughs) to the point where when it's over, I was like, okay, here we go. He's going to break free, and now it's time for the real climax. Yeah, it's like, nope, that was the climax. And then you start hearing, like, this triumphant, like, trumpet music, and the black hole closes, (laughs) and they get out safely. I'm like, what? That was it? That was it. And then they're all just, they come back to Earth, and, like, we did it. I guess we're a team now. Yep. And then they talk with the military, like, oh, now we're our own team, and you you are going to work for us. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, nope, we're going to do our own thing. And then that's it. It's like, we're going to need a lot of space. We're going to start something. I'm like, oh, here we go. The yep. Baxter building. They yep. set this up. Which the they already showed. They already showed it. <laughs> they set it up. It's almost like the scriptwriter forgot they did that. Right. Because then they, and then they have just have some random mountain facility. I'm yeah. like, what? It's just you a mountain base. That was the whole point of that speech. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that was it. So the Fantastic Four literally fight together once, and they all pretty much hate each other. Oh, yeah. Like, the the last conversation that Reed and Ben have together before going to fight Dr. Doom is Ben just telling him, I hate you. You yeah, did like, this to we're me. We're not friends. And <laughs> you, I'm done with you. I stopped believing in your bullshit a long time ago. Yep. And they never reconcile that. No. That's just how it ends. <laughs> and at the end, they're all just a team again. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I, that, I, that was a pretty big dumpster fire, man. Yeah. Honestly, 
the original Fantastic Four movie is better. Oh, yeah. Easily. The, the old one? Yep. It's, it's a better movie, and I don't mean that ironically. And I'm it, not even saying that out of spite. It's actually a better movie. And it makes, like, the other two, like, the mid-2000s ones, like, legitimately fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially in comparison. Yeah. All three of those movies are better. And like Oh, hands down. The other two, obviously. But, like, the 70s one is legitimately a better Fantastic Four movie. Easily. It understands the characters, and it understands Doctor Doom. Yeah. And even though the CGI is butthole, <laughs> it gets the point. Yeah. And actually, I'll argue that the, the CGI Human Torch scene where he blows up the drone and the fan four stick is almost as bad as that, that oh, climax in the 70s. It's comparable. Where he flies into the Empire State Building. <laughs> it's almost as bad as it's that. It's comparable. So, holy shit, what a dumpster fire. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's worse than Electra, but it's definitely it's in, on that, in the running for worse we've watched. It, it, yeah, this is one of those movies where don't even watch it, ironically. This no. is just a... A movie that should never exist. There's not an ounce of fun in delete it. Delete like, this it movie. Is, oh man. Yeah, delete it. Like <laughs> it has no point to have in history. Nope. Uh, should not exist. These actors deserved better. Yeah. Uh, Toby Kebbell, Michael B. Jordan, Kate Mara. These are all great actors. Yeah. Seriously. What the fuck? God. What happened? Yeah. So, um, yeah. We've now done three out of the four Fantastic Four movies. We haven't done the original uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, we did that, the Silver Surfer one. one, but we'll come back to that at, uh, at some point. Yeah, we'll do that it That movie's fine. It, it's not the worst thing ever. It's fine. It's Yeah, it's a movie. It's mid-2000s superhero movie bad, but it's not bad in the way that Spider-Man 3 is bad. It's interesting. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's where we leave it. I really hope that people read Fantastic Four comics because... <laughs> You really gotta to yeah, understand why these characters are. No, I was always a pretty big Fantastic Four hater, but yeah, ever since actually why digging into a lot of the comics, like they're I why wouldn't a lot. you be? <laughs> like, that's all you've gotten is like these characters are obviously the worst, right? Yeah, I mean, no one can do it, so it's got to be a sign. But yeah, so everyone, please don't watch this movie. Do read Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run. Yes, that's the takeaway here. Yeah, um, that'll be it for our. And fan- pray to every god that the MCU doesn't completely drop the ball. Oh, on yeah. the, the next one because if they fuck it up again, that's three strikes. Yeah, there's no way it can be redeemed. There's no coming back from that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I, we were talking about it earlier. I think a good way to do it might be to have a Doctor Doom movie come first, only so that way you can avoid having to do a Fantastic Four origin. True, yeah. And so that way you can put time into actually letting Doctor Doom have his own origin instead of everyone constantly trying to tie it into the Fantastic Four. That's the Four. thing. Like, you could do that totally separate. You, like, you could have you it can. You could have it be in that universe, like, more centered around the Fantastic Four universe, but, like, have Doom just be his own thing. Have him be the or- like the origin you spend the most time with. Because we yeah. don't need to spend time with the Fantastic Four before they're a family. No. We don't need No, that. no, no. It's like Spider-Man. We don't need to see that. No, definitely um, not. We, we, we know it to the, at this point by heart. Yep. Um, but the Doctor Doom one, no one's even attempted to do Doctor Doom as like his own like as the character he should be. Yeah, not even the old 70s one tried to do that. Because you could do a Doom origin without it being connected to Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like, it, you could easily do that. You could do it in a really clever way, because you could start with um, Doctor Doom like in his Romani village, like in like all of them getting killed, and like his mom like yeah. being like a sorceress. Yep. Um, and then you could have it be he goes to college in the United States, and that's where you start to subtly introduce some of the Fantastic Four, have them make maybe their first appearances. Yeah. Like, you can meet Reed Richards in, like, a very Doom-centered context. Yep. Um, and, like, he can meet all the Fantastic Four. That'll be a thing. And then maybe they'll come back later in the final climax to stop him from doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. They'll be kind of be like the bad guys of the movie almost. Yeah. But at, at the end, they'll, like, maybe beat him and be like, this is why. Or who? I don't have to write the whole thing, Marvel. <laughs> you figure it out. Yeah, you're the ones getting paid. Um, I don't need to script Doctor for you. But <laughs> I think that'd be a good way to do it because no one's even tried to do a Doctor Doom origin because I feel like no one thinks that have time yeah because to do it right you really got to show like dr doom like his whole family getting like wiped out him 
like earning like go, earning learning magic like becoming smarter learning how to do all this stuff then going back to latveria and taking yeah. power yeah like, that's a whole story in itself that's hard to tell in a fantastic four centered movie yeah i i just don't understand how people always get it wrong yeah like just get just do something resembling it yeah I don't know. We'll so, see. Hopefully, yeah. So just don't fuck it up, MCU, because you got one chance at this. <laughs> Literally one. You got one. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be it. Because <laughs> that's the thing is, you, this movie went in thinking that they were going to have this grand trilogy. They're like, oh, we got time oh, to do the rest of it. Definitely. We'll bring Doctor Doom back. We'll make him the classic <laughs> Doom then. Then we'll bring in Galactus. We'll have all this cool shit. Yep. Oh, no, the fuck you won't. Yeah, they they definitely blew their load on that. Uh, Yeah. So that, that's just a lesson. Make your first movie good because there's no guarantee you're getting another one. <laughs> exactly. Don't waste time. Yeah. Um, but that'll be it for our episode uh, this week. Like I said, um, in two weeks, join us by then. Uh, Shang-Chi will be out, and we're going to be watching and discussing that movie along with the uh, Gene Lu and Yang run uh, in recent Marvel. I think that came out in 2019. Um, but that'll be the plan for then. Join us next time. That's it for the Fantastic Four. Oh, yes. Yes.